Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And live from Super Bowl Radio Row, we welcome you to the PHLY Eagles podcast presented by Factor Meal Kits. Head to factormeals.com slash eagles50 and use code eagles50 to get 50% off. I am Bo Wolf. That is Zach Berman. And we got to settle in, Zach, because this is a big, big day on the PHLY Eagles podcast. We've got some guests to come. We've got Brian Billick, who's going to talk about sort of the coaching dynamics at play in this organization now that the Eagles have imported some guys from the outside. I think we're going to have a little peek from uh, some other stuff we talked to on Super Bowl media night. Daryl Tapp, our old friend. We'll see if there are any other special guests along the way. But at the end of the show, Zach, we have, dare I say, the most important guest since you and I have been doing podcasts together. Uh, I'm happy to have the people in the chat give us your guesses. I have not seen anybody correctly guess who it is yet, but it is a doozy, and uh, we cannot wait to share that with you. Until then, Zach, how are you? Doing well. Excited for the show. We're uh, three days in here. Looking around, this is really starting to build up. I saw Fletcher Cox, our PHLY yeah. uh, teammate, if you will. I saw him over there. I saw Tori Smith. It's Tori Smith. I saw Puka Nakua. I'm like, can I ask you about Britton Covey? Come on and talk about Britton Covey, your childhood friend. I saw Cam Newton. Um, you know, I saw Cam Hayward. There's a number of people. Mm. There's. I know what I would ask Cam Hayward about. What would you ask Cam Hayward about? What was it like getting just absolutely dominated in the playoffs by Michael Dunn? He's pancaking you in a big stage. How did that feel? He probably was not prepped for that question. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So this is the, this is the, the day when I think players start to get in the town. I know players and players. <laughs> Speaking of yourself, right there, huh? What is um, that supposed to mean? I mean, you're like a big shot here at these. I parties. don't think no. That's not a playa. It's like oh. like a, like a womanizer. Oh no no no! You're a happily married man. You're goddamn man. right. I'm not suggesting that. <laughs> Uh, so this is fun. This is fun. You feel the energy. You feel the buzz. And excited for the show. Uh, how was your evening last night? You know, we did the uh, the Philly special podcast with our yeah. old friend Shil Kapadia. People should listen to that. Fun conversation. Um, we then uh, we played a little blackjack before the media party. Mm. That was fun. Maybe not as fun not for, for me, you, but for but you. You were sure. very well self-disciplined. Good job by you. We went to the media party at the F1 uh, setup. Yeah, that was impressive. What'd you think what? of that setup? It was, it was cool. You an F1 guy? No. Okay. I'm not like anti F1. I'm just okay. it's never it's never gotten its tendrils into me. Yeah, it's it's really catching steam. I've read a lot about this track. I was interested to see what it was like. Uh, but when you say you've read a lot about it, how many like different pieces of content have you read about the track? Four or five, I, I would wow. say. Yeah. Well, your your thirst for knowledge is insatiable. Well, there was a lot of anticipation about how it would do. You know, there was, it was a heavily anticipated opening, and 
I mean, I don't want to speak out of turn. I'm not sure it, it, it got like the. Uh, I remember seeing just something about how like it, it, what, the track itself was not up to the standards of. Or just it didn't just it, it didn't catch on. I think the the way that they wanted. But I'll tell you what, if you're here and you go to that, it's an impressive facility, and you see the sphere. I've read a lot about the sphere. Okay, how, uh, many, how many articles have you read about the sphere? I would say a dozen or so about wow. the sphere. Yeah, I mean the sphere is a big deal. It's it's changing entertainment. That's actually that's th thematically appropriate. You you go 12 around for the sphere. You go like around the whole clock. Uh, okay, well, somewhat like that. Yeah. You disagree that that 12 could be a circle on a clock? No, but a sphere is not a circle. Oh, like, well, sure. That, but that's yeah, what I mean. I mean. Okay. okay. When I think of a clock, I I, I don't think of a, right. a, of a sphere. But no, I see your. Point. I'm a two-dimensional kind of guy. <laughs> um, I uh, yeah, the sphere is is fascinating to see in person. I wish we were like catching a show there. I I read someone say that they saw YouTube. Uh, I'm sorry, YouTube, not YouTube. YouTube this past week, and it was it was like mesmerizing. Mm. I know LeBron James went to the Sphere a few weeks ago. Um, so yeah, I'm fascinated by that. But it's it's really cool to see they they had the Eagles Super Bowl ring up there on mm. the Sphere. Uh, you know, they were showing the rings of all the Super Bowl winners. So they had the Eagles Super Bowl on there. So it's 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 neat. It's part of the charm of Vegas is, you know, the bright lights, the innovation. Uh, there's something for everybody here. It's awesome. Love Vegas. Uh, what is there for the Amish in Vegas? What is there for the Amish in Vegas? Uh, I, mean, I mean, what would the Amish like to do? I, I imagine I don't know. if you think about your Amish friends, how would they spend their day? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, churning butter, but I don't know. I imagine there's a place to churn butter here. There's a theme for every hotel. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, uh... <laughs> I'm not as much of a Vegas guy as you. I think that's obvious. But that's, I, I mean, that's like, fair. The, 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 I don't think the hook of Vegas is that there's something for everybody here. I think the hook of Vegas is what you said before, the glitz and the glam, the bright lights, the live it up. I do think there's something for everybody here, right? I mean, look at if you want to go to Paris and you want to go to New York and you want to go to Excalibur and you want to go to the pyramids in Egypt, you want to go to... Uh, <laughs> you are ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it's, it's cool. I've, I've never been to Paris. But I've been to Paris, Paris here. You know, I've been to Paris. Yeah, you know what? Here. They're actually the exact same thing. It's got the Eiffel Tower, You don't right? need to go to Paris. <laughs> I would like to go to Paris at some point. There's Michael Penix Jr. over there. Left-handed quarterback, similar to Kellen Moore. Last name almost penis. <laughs> There's a lot of great How is that not what anybody talks about? It's so close. That's the first thing you think about with, with Michael Penix Jr. Yes. The first thing you think about. Yes. It's an interesting name. <laughs> That's not the first thing I think about. The first thing I think about is, is the type of quarterback he is, the type of leader he was at, at Washington, the way he's overcome these injuries now to become a, uh, an impressive uh, quarterback prospect in the NFL. You know, it doesn't even cross your mind? No, I mean, not until you said it, no. Come on. P-E-N-I-X? No, it, I mean, I look... What if I, his last name was Vajinks? <laughs> I heard Robert Griffin III... Uh, during well, maybe it was the Heisman celebration, say like, like make sure you say that quickly or slowly rather. <laughs> you know, Michael Penix. You know, okay. yeah. Uh, so I, I'm aware that he's like that a, he's a, he's a member of the uh, Pen Nine Club in Roman numerals, as opposed to the Pen Fifteen Club, the Pen Nine. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's thematically the Super Bowl Roman numerals. How do you feel about the Roman numerals? I'm not a big fan of the, of the of the Roman numerals. I mean, look, I, it doesn't. Good like for you. This is the this is the this is the most anti-NFL stance you've ever taken. <laughs> it doesn't. Well, there's other anti-NFL stances <laughs> I have, but it it doesn't bother me. The Roman numerals. It's just it overcomplicates it. And like when they were at the point when you know you were at XXII, right? Like 22 or something. Sure. All right, that's that's fine. Now now when you get past 50. Uh, I'm not. I'm not so crazy about. You know, you start to get the L's. Start to get Plus, the they D's. did, didn't they? Super Bowl 50. They just did 50. 50. Just did 50. Yes. Right. So, like that felt. That felt like the gig is up here. Yeah. Um, I my favorite one was Super Bowl XL. I think that was the one mm. in Detroit. Uh, Steelers. Steelers versus who? I should know this. 
but Steelers, Steelers were in that Super Bowl. Okay. Super Bowl XL. Uh, if you want to hang out with Zach and I, Zach and me, rather, in Vegas tonight, the good news is you can do it at the Overhang Bar at the Circa Resort. We've got the all-city party from 6 to 8 for the locals, two free drinks if you are SVP. So come and hang out and uh, find out that Zach really is exactly like this. This is, there, there are no, there are, there's, <laughs> now really there's like no what? show that you're putting on. Yeah, build upon that. Really like what? Um, ceaselessly optimistic. Okay, I appreciate um, that. Uh, unquenchable thirst for knowledge. Okay, you're flattering me here, Bo. Um, These are all characteristics that I enjoy. Very strong, firm handshake when you first meet him. But as yeah, I appreciate that. And uh, he will he will be interested in you if you talk to him. Yes, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. That's nice of you to say. Those are all true. Thank you. Joy, um, <laughs> yeah, Joy nods affirmingly. Joy, how are you over there? I'm doing great. Good. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> Dynamite, Dynamite drop, Julia. <laughs> we got we got we got some guesses for the um, for the final video, by the way. Oh. Has, oh, okay. has anybody gotten it? One person. Oh, One person. Okay. Got it. okay. All right. That's interesting. All right. Okay. Somebody has gotten it. All right. Um, let's talk a little bit about the Eagles coaching staff. Sure. I know that we have talked about this throughout the course of the week, but it's the conversation that we have with Brian Billick. So, um, what is your antenna level for like how quickly things could maybe turn with with the coaching staff in, in, in this like Frankenstein group uh, I mean certainly something I'm, I'm watching when you bring in a lot of new coaches who don't necessarily have a background together it is I don't want to say it's combustible but but you just don't know right uh, I'm not in favor of only working with with people you you know but for instance when the PHLY show started I felt more confidence doing the show with you than if, if there was like someone who is real talented, but I, I don't have that background with, and you got to kind of create that as you go. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's something I'm, I'm watching. These are all these are good coaches. I would rather like I would rather them hire Kellen Moore than Kellen less <laughs> than like Jim Bob Cooter just because he's worked with Jim Bob Cooter and yeah, he knows no he can work with Jim that. Bob Cooter, right? Speaking of which, there were reports last night that uh, that had Alex Tanney's going to Indianapolis as the quarterback with coach. potentially a bump as like passing game coordinator. Nice. Interesting. Now Alex Tanney, of course, has a background with Shane Steichen, so found a good uh, lifeboat, if you will, there. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 curious to see. I, I do think though that the staff needed an upgrade, and I think they have a lot of uh, a lot of credentialed, like skilled coaches. Now, how well they work together, how well they work with the personnel, how well they implement the scheme. Uh, I'm I'm curious to see that. Uh, you know, I'm curious to see how how Nick does in. If he has the type of hands-off role on the offense that he says. Now, I don't think, look, if you're the head coach, you're still involved. So I don't think it's going to be, you know, like if, if, if you ask Nick sometimes about, like, special teams, he might not have the level of insight that he has on, on offense. I don't think it's going to be like that. I think he'll still be very privy to the offense. Uh, but it's not his scheme, right? It's, it's going to be Kellen Moore's scheme. So, yeah, I'm, I'm watching it. But I wouldn't say that it's something that I'm predicting will occur. Okay. And just for the record, what are the like open spots in the coaching staff that have not yet been reported or filled? Well, the thing is this. The Eagles don't announce defections or, or dismissals, right? So we don't know, for instance, if there's going to be a change at wide receivers coach, right? Um, we don't know if there's going to be a change at, uh, you know, there's still spots to figure out. Now, defensive backs coach, if, if that's Christian Parker, for instance, then he takes over for DK McDonald. They still need to figure out linebackers. Coach Joe Barry is going to Miami. Um, and so there was talks of it potentially being Joe Barry. Mike Caldwell's still out there. Perhaps they hire Mike Caldwell. You do wonder if, if Fangio has someone that he wants to bring in, right? Um, it's I would imagine Jeremiah Washburn could, could still be back, you know, as, as the edge rusher coach. And, and he's had this kind of dual role working in the front office, too, in the past. Uh, so, so there's versatility there. You know, off, offensive line coach is staying the same. Uh, wide receivers coach, we'll see if they make a change there. Jason Michael at tight ends coach, we haven't heard anything there. Jamal Singleton at running backs coach, I imagine 
he's you know we, we haven't heard a change so really on the offensive side it's it's quarterback coach which we know uh it's going from alex danny to, to doug nuxmeyer but those are really, unless there are further defections here, it's just, it's it's not something, you know, the Eagles kind of like, it's it's almost like George Costanza said he was just going to, you know, show up one day and, like, pretend that, that he didn't get fired. Sure. Uh, the Eagles kind of do the inverse. They just, like, hope that, like, you you just uh, you notice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, what happened to this guy? Oh, he left two months ago. We just didn't tell you, right? So it's... We so, fixed the glitch, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, so that's that. And so we need to see how, how that part of it shakes out. All right. Well, let's uh, let's talk to Brian Billick, a man who has put staffs together, coached a Super Bowl and also interviewed with Jeffrey Lurie for the head coach position with the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll talk a little bit about that. Let's uh, talk to Brian Billick right now. All right. We are here with Super Bowl winning head coach Brian Billick. Brian, first of all, uh, you have been like making the rounds yeah. Radio Row since early morning. I saw you here early morning. How are you feeling? I'm ready to be done. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> worn out. I've said about everything I could say, but it's uh, it's great. I enjoy it. It's great to feel the energy and to interact with everybody. That It's amazing this setting where everybody's so focused on this great game, got a great matchup, uh, a lot of energy about it. It's going to be a great game, so it's great. And I feel like maybe for you getting through this day, signal relief, does that come into in, in, in handy? That's the place to go. You, people need to check this out. This, I get a lot of people approach me about a lot of things. Okay. Signal relief, this is an amazing product. You know, pro players, college, everybody. You go into a pro training room, there's hundreds of thousands of dollars of equipment, STEM machines, uh, Theraguns, hydropools, whirlpools, all the to help tubs. to deal with that cold tubs, to deal with that prohibitive pain so that you can get back on the field and work through the pain. That's really where the therapy comes from, working the joints and the muscle. Signal Relief, this is the real deal. Go to SignalRelief.com. It's uh, military grade. It blocks electrical signals. Pain is nothing more than an electrical signal in your body. Okay. You put this thing I love about it, it's reusable, very cost effective. You put it where you need it. I play 18 holes of golf, it goes to my lower back. I come out of the pool three days a week, my shoulder, my upper back. If I play uh, racquetball or tennis, my elbow, for you. It, goes, it goes up here. It, you put it where you need it to block that pain, to let you deal with that, what I call prohibitive pain. You put it between the pain and the brain. That allows you then to get that, that extra work to work the muscles and the joints, to get you back in the game. Uh, it's a real deal. I can tell that you've been working through this all it, day long. You're on, you're on really top is. of it. All right, I'm going to talk to you about some sort of coach dynamics because the Eagles going through some staff turnover. It has gone from like Nick Sirianni's staff, the guys that he sort of came up with in the business, to now sort of like an arranged marriage, right? You're bringing in Vic Fangio and his crew on defense. You're bringing Kellen Moore on offense, who he has not worked with. In your history, both as a coordinator and as a head coach, how does that work and what are the complicated dynamics of that when it is not just sort of your guys in the building? Well, and you go through that change all the time, both in a positive, negative way. You get a coordinator that gets a head coaching job, so now you've got to fill in and make that change. Which happened to them last year. It can year. be very energizing. It can be a fresh start for the team. It can be very positive. Vic Fangio worked with me in Baltimore. Great coach. He'll do a great job. Um, the key is in the transition is you have to make sure and the players have to understand that this is great and this is what we're going to do, but this is the guy still in charge. If you if that dynamic changes at all, if they question that at all, then you got no chance. And so it's it's very important to Coach Sirianni that at the end of the day, management, the staff, the players understand this is great, this can make us better, but this is the guy still in charge. And I think that that is a, a worry uh, from the outside looking in because, you know, there's there's a question asked to him at the end of the season press conference. If you're not in charge of the offense, you're hiring a new defensive coordinator, what would you say you do here, basically? What are, like, as the manager, what are sort of his, like, number one priorities in terms of making sure that everybody understands that? Well, I, I've always said if I were ever to go back into coaching, uh, I would do a couple things. First, I put together the best staff I could, and I was pretty good at that. Eight of my guys went on to become head coaches. Put in a good structure, which is important, because at the end of the day, everybody's doing the same thing. Okay, number one job, ceaseless every day, push my players toward the direction of the coaches. Now, you got to make sure the coaches are unified in where they're going, that unified vision, structure of what you're doing, working together. But it really is, as the head coach, and it's a daily process of pushing your players toward the leadership of your coaches. And then how important for a head coach is the job of managing the relationship upwards with the owner? It's an important part of the dynamic, 
if it's something you really have to manage, you got a problem. Okay. Because you look at the organizations that are consistently consistently successful, ownership, general manager, head coach are all on the same page. Doesn't mean they always agree. Doesn't mean you can't you know scrimmage around a little bit and dog cuss each other a little bit. That's how it works. Sure, that's how. But at the end of the day, yeah, it's Philly. How, how else are you going to operate? <laughs> But at the end of the day, it's got to be a shared, unified vision for what it is we want to be and how we're going to do that. And if there's any disconnect that way, then you might as well make the changes now because you got no chance. Now, let me take you through a couple of what ifs from, from history. Now, 99, the Eagles hire Andy Reid, and the reports at the time were that maybe they wanted to talk to you, but you were still there. You were still playing. Do you think, is, is that one that in your mind is like, oh, if, if we had lost, Mr. could Lurie, I have lived? Yeah. Visiting with Mr. Lurie, he had told me about that, and, and it was that part, which would have been great. It would yeah. have been great to, to work with him and go to Philly. It worked out great. Obviously, Andy, a phenomenal coach. And now he's here, yeah. Yeah, uh, 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 but you're right. It's amazing how things twist and turn like that. And then 2013, yeah. you interviewed with, with the team. What was that like? Yeah, th that was a little bit different. Uh, that, that one was uh, portrayed a little bit differently than it actually went down. Okay. Uh, I think they had already decided what they wanted do and we're looking to me to kind of validate that okay uh, but that's fine uh, they end up with going with Chip Kelly and that only turned out a certain way uh, but you know that's that's life in the NFL that's how it works and and now obviously uh, Howie and and uh, Mr. Lurie uh, have to decide that where they're going right now they've been very successful up sure. to this point uh, but but it, it is their job now to make sure that they have that that relationship like they had with Andy and they've had with coach uh, uh, Peterson obviously yeah. uh, and they've got to reestablish that if they want to kind of work their way out. So of what were those conversations like then if they wanted you to sort of validate what they were looking for? Well, it was that. It was just my perspective on it. And I think they had already made their mind up, you know, which was fine. Uh, I was happy to give whatever input I could. Uh, and, and then they went that direction. And obviously it turned out the way it did. And then as somebody who has, you know, talked to other coaches around the league, how do you feel like Jeffrey is viewed as an owner? Well, I think he's a great owner. Yeah. I think he's passionate about what he's doing. He's going to give you the resources you need. Uh, and, and you got to just, you know, you got to make sure that uh, that you understand what that relationship going is and going in with with Howie and, and Mr. Lurie and how that's going to be, because that that relationship's going to be sustained. Well, speaking of resources that you need, Signal Relief has you covered. Brian Billick, Perfect. thank you so much. We appreciate it. Hello, everybody. Uh, a little uh, behind the scenes here. Here's what's happening. So we have that canned interview with Brian Billick from yesterday. That gives us six minutes to scramble and run around Radio Row, try to get somebody to come on the set. And I talked to Tory Smith's handler. He, he's pretty booked up. He probably doesn't have time. But they love the Eagles. They're going to try to get him on. But I didn't have my phone with me. She said, take my number down. And then my phone. So I said, tell me the number, and I will just try to remember it. And I'm just walking across. 202-701. Well, that's why I didn't finish it. So I hope this is the number. I don't know if I got it right. I'm guessing he's not coming on the show. But if he does, what a play I have made. That is impressive. Look at this. Dan Marino's walking by here. Uh, yeah, you it's it's doing a good job trying to get people to come. I, I've said this. Did I say this on air yesterday? Uh, Do you know what our table number is? 26. So I, I'm sorry. I said this on air yesterday. Bo, in these interviews, it is a treat. That's not to say Bo's not good all the time, but you're seeing an element of Bo. I, I, I wrote Let this there be light. Yeah. I wrote this on social yesterday that... For all these years, we've read The Wolf's Den, and it's made listeners laugh out loud uh, on their way to work, at their computer. Maybe they're, they're reading in the stall, they're laughing out loud. Now they get to see it. They get to see it in person uh, or, or see it on, on screen. It's a sight to behold. So that's been a cool thing here at PHLY and at the Super Bowl specifically, seeing Bo in that role. And you're going to see it uh, in essence later today. All right. Uh, before we move on, it's time to talk about our friends, our dear friends, our day one friends from game time. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. And right now, all users get $100 off when they buy a big game ticket with code VEGAS100. Zach, what would you do with $100? You'd sit back down at that blackjack table. Yeah, of course. I, would, I mean, I'd be disciplined, but I would try to make back what I lost last night. Absolutely. Now, are you the kind of guy who, when, like, when you lose, are you now trying to just, like, scrape back to 
even? Is that your goal, or are you able to just comp like not compartmentalize it and just sit and play? No, I I, I have a. I'm, I'm going to phrase this. Well, here we can talk about it after. No, yeah, no. Wait, wait, this okay. is part of the conversation. Yeah. So I I have. I'm, I'm going to phrase this in a way that you can't make fun of me. A a no reach back in policy. Okay, meaning okay. that. How would you have phrased it for me to make fun of you? I thought if I said like a no reach back or something like that, you could, yeah. Reach around. Reach, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, something of that nature. So a no reach back in, meaning okay. that whatever my initial deposit is, and yeah. that could vary based, you know, whatever, if you have cash, if, it's, if, you, have to, if you have to go to the ATM. Anyways, I'm not chasing my losses. So uh, and now is that, that's is that the most that I'm willing to lose. outlay. For that ba night. Based for that night. It's yeah. not for the whole trip. Not for the whole trip, but for that night. So this is as much as I'm willing to lose, and you hope that you can build upon it. Okay. Well, you can do that, too. You can, you know, gamble with the Book of Berman if you... Buy tickets to the big game. You get 100 bones with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. We are talking last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Views from all the seats in the venue, lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and more. They are obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. Just like Zach is obsessed with learning every kernel of knowledge he can about Bill Belichick, <laughs> that's them in trying to find ways to save you money on tickets. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, and even an hour after it starts, it's the place to find last-minute seats, find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And the Game Time guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Right now, all Game Time users Get $100 off a big game ticket with code Vegas100. Terms apply. Just download the Game Time app and use code VEGAS100 for $100 off a big game ticket. Or if you're not going to the game, use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Now, as Bo said at the, at the top of the show, we are here live on Radio Row uh, because of Factor Meal Kits. They're, they're presenting, they're, this show is presented by Factor Meal Kits. What you don't know Thank is, you, Factor. That, is that my, my meals this weekend and next week might also be presented by Factor Meal Kits because I, I got a text during the show last night, or, or, or yesterday rather, from my wife who was like, she loves everything she hears about Factor Meal Kits. And the reason is because Factor is delicious, ready-to-eat meals that make eating better every day easy. That's right. It makes eating better every day easy. Think about that. Whenever tomorrow takes you, wherever it takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian-approved meals delivered right to your door. You have over 35 different options. So something, you, know, you look around, there's, there's 35 different people, more than that, within here. There's something for everyone. Keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrient-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Pat Guess McAfee really loves this ad read that you're doing. <laughs> I appreciate that, Pat. I got a funny Pat McAfee story in a bit. Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go, two-minute meals. If you, you can fuel up fast with Factors restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. Snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. You can sign up and save. We, I, I've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. It's the perfect solution if you're looking for something fast that's also upscale, and it's done easily, and it's flexible with your schedule. You can get as, as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. No prep, no mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash Eagles50 and use code Eagles50 to get 50% off. That's code Eagles50 at factorsmeal.com slash Eagles50 to get 50% off. Let's hear that Pat McAfee story. It's actually not that funny, but <clears throat> um, Pat McAfee, I, I've known 
about Pat, Matt, Pat, mm. Pat McAfee, and I've okay. spoken to Pat McAfee way back when I was in college. So Syracuse at the time had a kicker. By the way, we didn't spend enough time talking about the fact that the Demon Deacons just you absolutely yeah, wiped the floor with the Syracuse Orange on Saturday night. Yeah, he, Did it again to Georgia Tech last night. Let's go Deeks up to 25 in Ken Palm. Credit to Steve. I mean, Steve Forbes is a great coach. Credit to him. Need to need to bump the resume up a little bit. Still still in the bubble right now, outside looking in. Need, need a couple more wins. Did you see Damon Stoudemire's uh, opening remarks so again? Got our, got our, uh, got our, our butts Our, our heinies handed so, to us. So you did see that. Good for you. I like that. Yeah, I follow one team. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, it's actually not that funny of a story, but Syracuse had a kicker named Patrick Shadle. This is probably the only show here on Radio Row talking about Patrick Shadle. Pat, Pat, if you're watching, mm. shout out to you. Anyways. So it's PatrickShadle.com over there. Patrick Shadle's from Morgantown, West Virginia, uh, and was the same class as Pat McAfee, who was at, um, you know, who, who grew up like the Pittsburgh area. West Virginia took McAfee. Shadle came to Syracuse. They were in the same conference at the time. They were both in the Big East. And uh, there was like this, I don't want to say it was like rivalry per se, but like, you know, Shadle was really good. I Pat, the, Pat, the Pat kickers I did hated a big, each other. I did a big feature on Shadle. And, and one of the things was like, juxt, you know, juxtaposing or comparing rather, uh, Shadle to McAfee. So before Pat McAfee was the Colts punter and this media sensation, like, I've known him as, as like, the West Virginia kicker who was at West Virginia seemingly over Patrick Shadle. Shocking amount of Pat Shadle talk from Radio Row. How do you spell <laughs> Shadle? S-H-A-D-L-E. Good guy. I, I, I like writing a story about him. Pat Shadle. He's a, uh, if this is the same guy, he's a settlement coordinator now for Sun Life Financial. <laughs> Shout out to Pat Shadle. Uh, and, and he was real helpful with that story. Pat Shadle, better than Shat Padel. Yeah, yeah. I suppose so. Uh, Zach, you, uh, you dropped a uh, dropped a story on allphly.com this morning. Tell us about it. Yeah, so uh, you know, I, I I do better writing in the mornings. Was up, was up writing that story this morning. I teased it yesterday. Um, spoke to Javon Hargrave uh, the other night about this past year, about this week. Uh, you know, it's interesting. He, he I I was as you know, I was talking to him about. What's different this week compared to last uh, last year at this time? And and he he frankly said that like last year he had no idea what to expect. And this was all whether it was the hoopla, whether it was like the lead up to the game, it was all new to him, right? And this year he like he knows exactly what to expect. He made the joke that you know my hometown paper is not not writing any stories about me being here anymore, right? This is kind of like the standard, if you will. But you are, um, baby. <laughs> but he said. And I was like, how else are you preparing for it? He's like, he's like, well, uh, or how else is your preparation different? He's like, well, I'm staying in my room. Not to say he wasn't staying in his room last year, but he's basically staying in his room when he's not doing practice or media stuff. And then he's like, I, I got, you know, my, my, my extra cleats ready. And, you know, that's a reference to the uh, nice, turf yeah. last year. And I was like, but the turf's not going to be as bad as last year. He's like, you never know. That's why I'm getting them broken in now. So he's going to have that second pair of cleats ready. So the... Uh, I, I know the Eagles, like, skeptic can say that he's already getting his, um, the, you know, the 49ers are already getting their excuses ready, right? Yes. The, the, the field condition wasn't ideal the other day. But, um, no, it was it was good talking to Javon. Uh, a big adjustment that he's, he's, he's making is to the even front. You know, he was he was a different type of front when he was under Jonathan Gannon. It was more like a hybrid, odd front. But he, he played a lot of nose, if you, if you remember, under Gannon. Uh, so that's been an adjustment. I spoke to Darryl. A good, a good euphemism for picking your nose. Playing a lot of nose. Playing yeah. a lot of nose, yeah. Um, he, uh, I spoke to Daryl Tapp he's, about he's, it. He's really focusing on his zero technique. <laughs> we uh, we spoke about his comments about the Eagles, like I, like we spoke about on, on yesterday's show. Um, spoke about kind of uh, how he's been a late bloomer throughout his career. Right? You, 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 you think about it. He didn't make the Pro Bowl till year six. He he didn't have double digit sacks until year seven. It's rare that a guy's third contract is like higher than their second contract. Um, but he, it's it's kind of been how he's. There's Cam Newton right there. There's Cam Newton, uh, who, by the way, um, he's uh, a Javon Hargrave sack when the Eagles played the Panthers a few years ago. I think. Wow. Um, actually, was Cam Newton already in? He, I think Cam Newton was in New England at the time, so I take that back. But yeah, um, yeah Javon. Yeah, that was Sam Darnold. Yeah, yeah. Javon was was uh, discussing 
these these different parts of his game and how he's how he's kind of grown and we even talked about how he passed that Bojangles during that 0-11 season and now he's doing a lot of winning and I, I said so so what's your celebration meal if you win and that's kind of like the kicker of the story here and that he's he's gonna have the fried chicken the mac and cheese and the cornbread waiting for him when he gets home. Well, his he's going to indulge. And who is his position coach, Zach? Well, Daryl Tapp's the assistant position coach. Oh, yep. the assistant position coach. Well, yep. we talked to the assistant position coach. Daryl Tapp, our old friend from Dynamite Transition with the Eagles. We talked to him on media night. Let's hear from Daryl Tapp now uh, as we put off the headsets and try to run to see if Tory Smith can come over. What are your favorite memories from your time in Philly? I don't have no time for that, man. Nothing. No, it was tons of memories. Um, honestly, have an opportunity to be around Andy, who is an awesome coach. And, and I'm always in debt to the coaches to give me opportunity right. to play. He brought me in in the, in the not the Rony, but in the CBA lockout. Yeah. I was one of the few players that actually got traded and actually got paid some money <laughs> right. during that time. Uh, got to be around a bunch of awesome coaches. My guy, Coach Washburn, still keep in touch with his day. Coach Bowles, Mike Caldwell. Uh, just a lot of good memories from a lot of good leadership. And then the teammates I was around. And I still keep in touch with Fletcher. And, I was going to say, and, yeah. and, and, and Brandon Graham. Right. And, and all those guys. So just a lot of good memories. Dom DeSandro, I talk to him every year on his birthday. And okay. just interacting, like, lifelong relationships. Uh, we did a lot of good things there. Learned a lot of lessons. And I love Philly. Okay. Three, yeah. three things there. Fletcher and BG, what's yep. it been like watching their careers? Awesome. It's surreal because I still play. I played with those guys when they were puppies and right. got drafted, and they're still going. Yeah. And, and, not, and, not, and not just there. Like, they're making a difference. So that part's Fletcher's exciting. Like the best player on the defense this year. Yeah, by far. Um, so that part's really good. Uh, Can you still, like, close your mind, close your eyes and imagine BG's laugh? Ha, <laughs> ha. What's up, tap tap? <laughs> <laughs> now nah, he, him, and his wife, awesome, amazing. Seen the little ones grow up. Yeah, it's been, it's been cool. Okay, the Andy thing. Yep. I mean, kind of interesting for you to be playing against him in this game. Surreal. Yeah. Ironic. All of the above. Um, I'm excited to go go against him. Like to see a coach that gave you opportunity to play, uh, and then to go out there and try your hardest to beat him. Is, is poetry in motion. Right. Yeah. And then the last one, you mentioned Dom. You're one of, like, three guys who can answer the hypothetical question, what would have happened if Dom and Dre Greenlaw actually got into it? Who would have won the fight? Ooh. That would have been a, a fight to the death right there. <laughs> Greenlaw had the utmost respect for him. Yeah. I'd also know what Dom was about, too. So. <laughs> but no, that, that was just a bad moment. Because yeah. Dom is not Dom is not that guy. Yeah, of course. And Greenlaw is not that guy either. But you got two realms <laughs> in the heated situation. Uh, it got got kind of tense. Well, great memories of being around Dom. Yeah. Like I said, with Greenlaw, I'm happy he's on my team. Yeah. <laughs> right. Thank you so much, Cheryl. Yes, sir. Good luck on Sunday. Appreciate you. All right, here's the good news. We want the good news or the bad news, or do you want the mediocre news? I want uh, the the bad news first. Bad news is I got the number one digit wrong. <sighs> I had uh, 77.55 in my mind. It was 72.55. You just gave away the phone. The la- <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, um, <laughs> that's the bad news. The next piece of news is I went to go find Tory Smith, and I thought, like, oh, wow, this is Vegas. He's, he pulled a Chris Angel on me. He just vanished. Then I found him. Oh. Uh, the bad news Pop is. Pop the CY bet. Huh? I bet he's excited to see you. No, no, I didn't. I didn't talk to. He was doing another show oh, at the moment. Gotcha. I talked to the person who was in charge yeah. of uh, shepherding him around. Yeah. And uh, if we're going to get Tory Smith, it's going to be after the show, probably. Okay. But that might mean we get him tomorrow. Or we, Friday. We also might. No, he's flying out. So. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, but I'm saying. We, oh yeah, it'll be on. Yeah. If, yeah. if we get him, it will not be on today's show. Okay. That's okay. He's not the most important guest we're going to get today. We have somebody better. No, you know who's coming. The, the one that's coming, the, the oh, guest. Oh, oh, okay. I, okay, I thought. The guest. I thought you landed somebody else here. Uh, no, I got nothing. I only I mean, that Daryl Tapp interview was only two and a half minutes. How much can I get done in two and a half minutes? What's your view on handlers? 
Um, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I'm they're sure. doing their job. I don't, I don't, yeah, no, I respect that they do their job. I'm yeah. saying like, like if I'm a player, if I'm a, I, I can speak for myself. I can I can turn people down on my own. I can accept things. Well, on my yeah, own. but they're not gonna. The players are not gonna like set up their full no, day's media that. schedule. I get that. I get like, that. But I, the, but I think a lot of times like the players use that to use the handler, if you will. Yeah, because they don't want to talk to us to deflect. You know what I'm saying. I, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm. I'm not at the Bo Wolf level yet. Like, if I'm ever in a position of power, okay, I, I will. I. I always want to answer my own phone. I don't. I never want like, like the person who. He, yeah. Yeah. Call this person to talk to me. No. If you want to talk to me, you can get a hold of me directly. I'm a little backlogged. I'm responding to emails though. Wow. Unfortunately. What's your now? I, I do know that you are a bit judgy about certain people of levels of fame having handlers. <laughs> You're thinking to yourself, oh, that guy's got a handler? <laughs> no. All right. Let me take that back. It's not that. I, 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 don't have an issue. I don't have an issue with handlers. I have an issue. I, even should, I shouldn't even say an issue. I should say an objection with, like, members of the media, okay? Because, like, if you were an athlete, a coach, or something like that, by all means, like, that's literally what the hand, that's what the that's what the person's there for, right? Yes. If you're a member of the media. Like this is your whole job. It's it's why I agree to every interview that like I I, I you know when these people are, are reaching out, you will by by nature you're relying on on people helping you out. So therefore, you should just help out other people, right? Like that's how I see it. Like I I've, I can uh, see that. So yeah, if 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 I'm walking by and someone's like yeah you, know, you know do you have time to come on? Yeah, if, uh, unless I have a show, if I can't. Then otherwise, are, are, are you free in an hour? Are you free in 90 minutes? But that kind of thing. Um, yeah, so when there's like a, a reporter who's like, oh, you got to talk to this person mm. to talk to me. I'm like, no, I'm talking to you, right? Like, I don't need to talk to that person. I'm talking to you. All right, well, speaking of people helping people out, Zach, mm -hmm. that's what Rocket Money does. Rocket Money is going to save you money. They're going to help you out by making you richer. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. I'm a Rocket Money man myself, and I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with just one tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They will even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash P-H-L-Y. That's rocketmoney.com slash P-H-L-Y. Rocketmoney.com slash P-H-L-Y. Let me ask you this if I can. Uh, I, have, I have two questions for you, okay? Before you ask me questions, I have oh. something else to tell oh, the yeah. listeners about, and that is True Fan Travel. They are throwing their own big old tailgate party on Sunday in Vegas for the big game. So if you are here and if you want to go to the big game or even if you don't want to go to the big game, you just want to go have some fun, if you are a PHLY listener in Vegas for the week, you're looking for an awesome experience to watch the game. True Fan Travel will be hosting a tailgate and watch party at the Daylight Beach Club at Mandalay Bay within walking distance of Allegiant Stadium. That's where, that's where we were playing blackjack last night, Zach. This is the best place to be before and during the big game on Sunday. Five-hour premium open bar with an all-inclusive package, fan-favorite food options, private restrooms, outdoor heaters, DJ entertainment from 2 to 3.30, great location and a short walk from the stadium, plus some surprise guests to be announced. Reserve your spot now to the all-inclusive VIP tailgate and watch party, or they have an option for private cabanas available. Must be 21 or older, but head to truefan.travel slash trip slash Super Bowl 2024 to learn more. All right, let's get to your questions, Cabana Man. Two questions. First off, Roger Goodell calls you up tomorrow and he hires you to fix the Super Bowl, okay? He says... I'm not working for that, man. 
Okay. I mean, I, everybody's got a price, but he better okay, he so. better be prepared to pony up. So Roger Goodell is no longer the commissioner. Condoleezza Rice takes over, and she appoints you as the. You think I want to work for Condoleezza Rice? <laughs> okay. All right. Who would you like to work for? Let's, so I can get to the question. Who, which commissioner is Vince acceptable Pellegrini. in your eyes? Okay, there you go. Vince Pellegrini is the commissioner of the NFL. And he appoints you as czar of the Super Bowl. Okay? And he says, look, we have the most popular event in the world. But uh, I don't want to do things just because it's the way it's always been done. Let's workshop this. Give me three ways to improve the Super Bowl festivities, to whether it's location, whether it's like the week of, whether it's when the game's played, whether it's how the game's played, whether it's where, you know, all this stuff. What would you do? My first pitch, two words, all new. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to the old ESPN, uh, the magazine commercial. Yes. Okay. Tastefully done. Yes, okay. Classy, mm -hmm. but definitely all nude. Number two, move the game to Saturday. You're a Saturday guy. Okay, I, I've, I've seen that argument recently. Yeah, I like that argument. Okay, because you just figure everyone's going to be watching it. Any, like, like traditionally, Sunday night's the night when you want something on TV because people are home on Sunday nights. That's why all the yeah, awards shows are Yeah, everybody's going to watch the Super Bowl anyway, and yeah. then they don't have to go to work or school the next day. Okay. Uh, number three. I don't know. I don't know that I feel like the Super Bowl is broken. I would say uh, okay. let Bo Wolf and Zach Berman, maybe with Shil Kapadia, call the game. Okay, that'd be fun. You're a great play-by-play -play guy. We did that preseason game against the Browns. That's right. One of the best. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Those I are feel good like ones. you have things in mind, so you tell me what you would do. Oh, I'm always thinking. I'm always thinking, like, how can you make something better? I mean, as, as far as the time of the game, the, like, date of the game, uh, I hear that Saturday idea. I like the idea that I get, that I gave on like week three of this show better, which is played in Doha. No, add the extra bye week to the NFL schedule, push pushes the season back, and then the Super Bowl was on the Sunday night before President's Day. And that's, <laughs> that's right, of course. Uh, the big President's Day hook that everybody remembers. Like, look, there's some people who are off on President's Day. Schools are often off on, on President's Day. Um, I like that idea. It's like a patriotic thing. You know it every year. The Sunday before President's Day, President's is, Day. Is, is a great day for that game. Okay, uh, number one. Number two, location-wise, I think you, you, I understand the NFL has a bid, and sometimes it entices. Uh, cities to to build stadiums. I would like to get a, a general rotation, right? Let's get ten cities or five cities. You know, let's have New Orleans. I mean, it's already basically LA, ten cities. Miami, Vegas, um, Doha. <laughs> I mean, they've, they've talked about London. I don't think we're gonna have a London game there. Okay. Um, but then let's just get a steady rotation here. Uh, so you always know, oh, next year's in such and such, right? And there's not this bidding process. It's just a, it's just your rotation. Or maybe you have a permanent site for it. I don't know. It. Why is that better? Or, or maybe you have a permanent site for it. Maybe it's always in Vegas. Or... Okay, so this whole thing has no. just been a back-end conversation for you to talk about. You want to get to come to Vegas on Company Dime once a year. It's not a matter of Company Dime. It's, it's just Vegas is a destination. There's hotel rooms. There's things to do. The weather this week is not particularly good, but typically you have decent weather. Uh, it's a beautiful facility to have the stadium. Vegas was built for people to come and visit. Not why, do the, why should they get the, the, the bump every year? That doesn't seem fair. Okay. New Orleans is a good city. All right. I'm, I'm still workshopping this idea. Okay. 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 And why then, not just Why not just play it in Bryn Mawr? <laughs> then the third thing here is, uh, so, remember the famous Alshon Jeffrey clip? Of him, uh, like, sort of no-selling the interview? Yeah. And basically, yeah. like, if we had our choice, like, we, we wouldn't have to be here until. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, I love, like, the hoopla surrounding it. And as a member of the media, I love the fact that they're here all week and you have all, the, all, this, all this media attention or, or whatnot. But I am not, I'm, I'm, like, not opposed to the, to the idea of, like, the teams coming out on Thursday. You do that one big media night. You still you practice in, in, in your Yeah, but they don't want to do the media night that close to the game. But you've already, like, the hay is almost in the barn at that point, right? You've practiced that week. 
at your facility. I don't know. I'm just workshopping that. Uh, could be wrong. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Okay. But uh, I don't know. Okay. I mean, the rule I would change is that every part, everybody who comes to Radio Row with a handler has to come on this show first. I would love that. Um, my second one is, is how would you make Vegas better? What would, what would your Vegas changes be? Julia, you see, Julia liked that question. So you can't poo-poo the question. A Julia, giant sinkhole. Julia already gave it to Wow, Bo, you are that anti-Vegas. It looked to me like you've been having fun. I'm not, I'm not that anti-Vegas. I just, I don't, I'm not like, uh, like smitten with the idea of Vegas. You seem to be having a good time. You're having a good time this week. Well, you find what you look for, right? Absolutely. I always say the Super Bowl could be in, for my purposes, it could be in Des Moines. Because yeah. like, Des Moines continues to take strays. Like I'm, I'm the here poor to, people of Des Moines. I'm here to work, right? So, like, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't really galvan around town that often um, when, uh, when I'm covering the Super Bowl. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think how Vegas can be improved. I would like uh, there to be more accessibility to off-strip restaurants, right? Okay. Uh, like, I'd like it to be a little bit less smoky. Yeah, I'm with you there. With I you mean, there. I would say that, like... The best 90 seconds of my uh, of my day every day so far is when you go through security and you get fresh air. Okay. It's the only time all day you get fresh air. Yeah, I mean, well, well, that is if, if, uh, a shout out to the Philly special show that we were on yesterday. You and and Sheil were like cracking up, almost like uh, deridingly so at me that I, in hotel rooms I care a lot about the smell. And you thought that was so funny, but that's... Well, it was so funny. It wasn't so funny that you care about smell. It was just so funny that you, you... Like, how many hotel rooms have you stayed in that just outright stank? Well, it's it's the alternative. It's the good-smelling ones that, that resonate with you. Uh-huh. You know the smell when you walk into a place and it smells like a hotel lobby that has, you know, that they're pumping that aroma through the uh, HVA, you know, the HVAC system? It is such... It is, it, it's It's... Like, I mean, you're gonna make fun of me for this term. It's almost like a hotel aphrodisiac, right? Like, like you, <laughs> you like the hotel. Julia's. <laughs> you, Crack you, it up. You like the hotel because of, of that smell. And there's certain, you know, there's certain distinguishable smells by, like, like for instance, Weston sells their scent, you know? Um, there's, there's Hotel different... aphrodisiac. You're in the right place, mister. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm, uh, I'm yeah. looking for a lady of the night over here. Who's that over there? Is that Robert's? No, I don't think it's Robert Sal. I'm trying to think. You no, that's just a bald man. <laughs> oh, he's being videotaped. There's somebody walking. He's not there. the one being videotaped. <laughs> oh, he's not the one. Being... It's Baker Mayfield, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought the guy behind him. Yeah. Okay. So there's Baker. Baker who beat the Eagles in the postseason game. We can get him on and talk about. Yeah, you could ask him about his aphrodisiacs. <laughs> what gets you going, Baker? <laughs> Oysters. Sauvignon Blanc, that's an aphrodisiac, right? <laughs> Maybe in the, in the Berman household. Uh. Is that a, a well-known, what's the chat? I don't have my computer up because when I was actually, when I was watching the show back, I realized when my screen was up, it was kind of blocking me on here. So I wanted to put my screen oh, well, you down. you can't be blocking you. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's why we're on video here. Uh, no, no word yet from the chat on whether Sauvignon Blanc is a known aphrodisiac. Yeah, I, I believe it is. I, I believe it. Have a, is, is that right, Julia? Is that accurate? Is what accurate? That Sauvignon Blanc is an aphrodisiac? I wouldn't okay. consider that okay. true. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess wow. you could say all wine is, right? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, well, Julia, I'm glad that, that you, you chimed in here because it's time now to get everybody ready for the big interview, the one that has been building and building and building since Zach Berman first appeared on Birds with Friends. I'm gonna take you back to 2019 when you first joined the show. But we're going back further than that. We're going back to when Zach and Julia were classmates in high school. We are going all the way back to April 15th in the year of our Lord, 2003. And it is finally time to go on the record about what happened that day. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the PHLY Eagles podcast, 
Mr. Matt Ryan. I need to bring it back quite a ways. My partner here has been talking for a long time about the Germantown Academy over Penn Charter baseball game from your senior year. I want to know how long that's been sticking with you. Uh, I got over it pretty quick, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's all right. Um, we had some battles, though. Germantown Academy, Penn Charter, they had in football the oldest consecutive high school football rivalry in the country pcga day which was uh, always fun to play in which we came out on the right side of my last year which which is always a big deal baseball we were still pretty good though in baseball so i had forgotten about that one i gotta be honest with you and you had i mean you, i imagine you had a hose how how, how fast were you throwing i didn't throw that hard to be to be honest um i i wasn't really a pitcher okay. but we had a couple of guys get hurt my senior year. Like, I was our closer uh, my sophomore and junior year. So I played shortstop, and then I would close, yeah. close these games out. Uh, and then we had some other guys get hurt. And so I started, like, pitching every other game. And my technique was probably not that great. I was kind of just like a location guy, you know. Yeah. Trying to be a little Greg Maddox-y, right? Like well, paint the corners. You found the box score. You threw like 112 pitches. Yeah, you I mean, got a big career ahead of you. Like. This was different times. Yeah. You know, the pitch count wasn't a thing back in 2003. And uh, Rick Miller was our baseball coach. Rick wasn't worried about the pitch count. I was going out there. I actually remember throwing a Episcopal one time, a uh, different school in our league. And my dad never said anything. My dad wasn't like a, you know, he wasn't talking to the coaches or anything like this. But I think I threw like 135 pitches or 140. And I was leaving to go to BC in like like right. three weeks. My dad was like, hey, man, I think we might need to reconsider throwing all these pitches. Like, you, you're going to hurt yourself. But I was a workhorse, if, if nothing else. Yeah. Now, do you, does, does he look like somebody you might have struck out? <laughs> I didn't get in that game. Yeah, I don't know, man. He, he looks like he could you know, put the bat on the ball. He'd be just fine. I struck out the following year, I think. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, I played what against you both. I graduated 04. Nice. I played against you 03. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And you said you watched him play all three sports? Every sport. I watched him play everything. My brother played against him in basketball. Nice. And, uh, yeah. Very so. nice. Yeah. The basketball league was legit. Okay. I mean, we had a we had a stretch of like, I don't know, seven, eight years where it was a lot of NBA players playing in this little interact and uh, I was not one of them I was just out there <laughs> grabbing rebounds fire and threes but uh, we had a pretty good basketball team it was fun we got beat up by GA early in my career they had Matt Walsh and uh, what, Ted Scooches Lee Melchioni they were they were pretty damn good Thank really you very good. much. Thank yeah, you for, you got it. Appreciate it. I can't believe I complimented GA <laughs> <laughs> Zach, how was that for you? Uh, what a moment. Yeah, so, <clears throat> excuse me, it was, it, look, I appreciate Matt being a good sport about it. A few things there. Uh, number one, Bo did an awesome job on, on the interview. I was, uh, I don't like to call attention to myself in those settings, right? Uh, and it was, there was a lot of people around, obviously, so, uh, you know, I definitely didn't want to make it like the back and forth. I think I've, I've, I've concluded that um, as I've looked back, I think I'm conflating the next year's game. I struck out against his team. He pitched at our, you know, at a home game for us. I struck out at a home game for us against his school. I think it was the next year. Everything he said there is accurate. He was uh, he was awesome player in every sport, right? It's it's actually for all the kids watching. You're supposed to say that like playing, not specializing in like playing three sports is a good thing. He was like that. He was he was a really good athlete. Um, we did beat him in baseball twice that year um, he won in football that year big game Tony McDevitt had a lot of had a huge game rushing uh, shout out to Tony McDevitt if he's listening and basketball that year GA was better than the or actually 03 03 his, his team was better I think 02 uh, was the other way around but in any event um, yeah, that was a great interview by you. He was a good sport about it. Uh, we, uh, he and I chatted afterwards about Jalen Hurts, yes. not, not about, um, not about that that game. Well, shout out to Ted Sillery. Uh, I think it's Sillery. Ted Sillery, rather, um, who has all of this information, and in just in one sentence, he tells he he paints the story of this game. And who are like the two people I know? who you always talk about from high school, who I'm always hearing about, like, what they think of, uh, of the show. Sean Grieve 
parentheses, five innings. Now, Germantown Academy beats Penn Charter 5-3. to three. Sean Greve, five innings, outdueled Matt Ryan, 121 pitches. And Pete Vernon yeah, shout out to earned Pete. the save by inducing a bases-loaded double-play grounder to end it. What a big moment that was for Pete. Yeah, actually. And bases loaded. And, and you know who was batting? A, a base hit's going to tie the game. And I can tell you this, okay? Sorry, Matt. Sorry, Matt. Look, Matt Ryan, I, I will be the first one in line telling you about the career that Matt Ryan has had. He's had an awesome career. Then I the went NFL. back and looked. Pete, Pete and Matt both on the third team, uh, all Philly team that year. So, but that double play, do you know who was at bat? Was it Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan. He grounded really? into the double play. Yeah, good job by Pete. Great lefty. Best pickoff move you will ever see, Ooh. ever. Now, did Matt Ryan hit righty or lefty? Uh, my guess is righty. I, I forget that. But um, You think I Pete will remember that pitch? You think he'll remember what he threw? Should I text him now and ask him? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Fastball low and outside. Gets him to roll over. Gets a changeup to roll over. What do we think? Yeah, I'm texting him now. So the 6-4-3? I mean, he probably hit it hard All if right. he's going to turn two. We're talking about this on the pod. You're, we're live. <laughs> what pitch did you throw to induce? To induce a ground, a double play, a game ender against Matt Ryan, junior year. <clears throat> Excuse me. We'll, we'll see if he now gets listen, back. You know, Matt, Matt's he, is, he is working right now. So uh, Matt's thrown a lot of pitches and. You know, as someone who once led the county in innings pitched, I think I can I can meet him on that level. I mean, but it is wild to think this guy's going to be like, you know, the number one pick in the draft. He's going to play college football and he, he's throwing like 140 pitches. So, I, his dad's right. Like, leave, leave my leave my son alone. So, you know, what's crazy is is he was an awesome, like awesome football quarterback, but his team didn't pass the ball at all. And they had this great running back, um, Tony McDevitt, like I said, who went on to play lacrosse at Duke. And uh, and they had Sean Singletary at wide receiver. Oh. And Sean Singletary went on to play basketball at Virginia. At UVA, yeah. And was and in the NBA. And was uh, it's like <laughs> if if this was in 2023, you'd be like, why don't you drop back this 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 six five quarterback who's got yeah. this great arm, real cerebral as well, throw it to Sean Singletary who has this like decided mismatch on the edge every time. But they handed it off. They were really good that way. So when when Matt Ryan went to Boston College, it wasn't as if uh, you know he was this this like no doubt future top five pick. But he had such a good career at BC. Um, he had that great final year, was the number, what, three pick by the Falcons. Makes the playoffs his first year. Uh, was an MVP of the league in the Super Bowl. Uh, and I actually spoke to Matt yesterday about those years after the Super Bowl, kind of the situation that the Eagles are in now, trying to come back from it. But, um, yeah. My regret, my only regret about that interview is that is I didn't ask Matt if he remembered any players on the other team. I would have liked to, for him to give the Sean Greve, Pete Vernon shout out. My only regret is... But he says he doesn't remember. I mean, if, if he grounded out to a double play to end the game, yeah. I would think yeah. that that one would stick with him. Yeah, my... So, when you asked uh, how, I, how you think I would do, I was going to say, or if I'm hard to strike out, I would say small strike zone, right? Yeah, of course. We, but, all know, we all know that that's the joke that's coming. But I didn't want to um, call any attention to myself in that situation. But great job by you. We finally got him. Yeah, he was not prepped for that one. He was not expecting no. that. No. And you know what? Who's our next white whale? Ooh. Uh, well, let's let's let's, let's uh, workshop this. Christian here. Ellis. <laughs> uh, coyote. Coyote. Um, let's see here. Chip. Chip. <laughs> what do you think of Chip interviewing Benny Solak with the breaking news? Yeah, good job at Ben. Saw him last night. Told him. Um, yeah, I, I think that, look, it's it's clear Chip's looking for, I don't say a, a, a route out, but college football has has changed. He's kind of in a year now where he needs to win. It certainly it would make sense for him to look for an OC job in the NFL, especially with a, a first-year coach like Mike McDonald. I'm curious to see if he does get hired there. Okay. We finally got him. This is big. Yeah. So you know what's 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 funny is like what's going to be the reaction from your from your text group? Oh, they're going to go, love this. Go ahead. You say you say what uh, what's funny. So like on one hand, in my head, I'm like, you know what? 
this 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 wasn't our, our our best show. We need to do better tomorrow. On the other hand, you had awesome interviews with Brian Billick, Daryl Tapp, Matt Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Like you would have the, the three most important people. Uh, you know, former MVP on here. Um, Daryl Tapp on MVP. <laughs> Brian Billick was a Super Bowl winning coach. Yeah, we had yeah yeah. We had Ooh, some, good some, good some point some in the chat. If we could there. get D'Amico on to talk about you know fashion tips. Now you know what? If D'Amico was coming through here, I bet we'd be able to get him. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if he's coming through here. <laughs> I don't see him anywhere. Yeah. But. All right. That'll do it for uh, this historic episode of the PHLY Eagles podcast presented by Factor Meal Kits. We thank everybody for listening and watching, especially those of you who were here live with us. That'll do it. We are going to be back tomorrow again at noon. Hopefully uh, some guests. We're going to spend the rest of the day here trying to pick off some people off to the side, get them in the can for tomorrow, and uh, maybe we'll make some magic during the show tomorrow. Tori Smith, who knows? Christian Ellis, who knows? Jeffrey Lurie, who knows? All right. Howie. Uh, Howie. Who knows? Pete Vernon. <laughs> Pete would come on. I, I, can, I think Joy can land his Pete. I mean, Pete's not responding to this text message. So. He's working right now. Well, you know, yeah. you have your priorities together, Pete. <laughs> uh, that'll do it for this episode of the PHL Eagles podcast. Thanks to everybody here at All City. We will talk to you tomorrow. And as always, we love you.